is advised. Now, you know, when it comes to this podcasting arena, area, this avenue, this lane, there are many, many, many exit strategies in many ways that you can approach this thing. I want to go ahead and put this out there first and foremost. When it comes to podcasting, this is how the fuck I feel. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. Praise be to Allah. Motherfucker. Hey, Parker. JB. Can I get my podcast music. You are listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Today's day is Friday, December 2nd. The time now is 7.56. Little bitch, sit down and let me work. Go. According to you live from the Sacramento Valley, it is 33 degrees outside in this brisk Sacramento morning. I fucking kid, man, I kid. But still, I'm about to work. I had to take two days off. I necessarily didn't have to. Nature sat me the fuck down, I should say. It sat me down from the podcast, but I still had to generate that uh, residual income. That means he had to go work for the white guy. (laughs) Very humble and grateful I am. Listener discretion was advised at the top of the show. I do use foul language, and I also have a potty mouth. If you stick around long enough, you shall be able to decipher the difference. Shit's getting wild. Or wilder. That's all I can tell you. Got a whole bunch of stories to share with you pieces. So sit back, relax, or stand up and get anxious. Whatever works for you, I could care two fucks. You are listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace podcast. Today's day is December 2nd. Yes, we are at the end of 2022. So, nigga, what it do? What's happening with you? How you feel, my nigga? Is, do you got all your New Year's uh, 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 revelations or, or, or what's that shit they do? With motherfuckers, I'm gonna lose 30 pounds. You got all that shit? I'm gonna stop smoking. Uh, uh, I'm gonna eat less McDonald's. What's your New Year's resolution? What do you guys got going? I wonder. I wonder. Leave it in the comment section. You know, do all that good shit. Don't forget to hit like, uh, uh, rate, and subscribe, and do all that good shit. 
share if you care, you know, all of those wonderful things that make the podcast circulate in the ethos. Anyway, I was thinking to myself, when I was growing up, there was always one word that pissed people off. And not, 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 only, not only did it piss off black people, the elders of our time, black people, the, the, my grandma, my great-grandmother, my papa especially, there's always been one of those, I would say, forbidden words. One of those words they don't want you to too much use. Now, in my era, in, in, in my childhood development stages, it was kind of like this. Understand is that if it's so offensive to them, then why do they say it over and over again? So Riley said the N-word before you did that morning. He says it every morning. He calls me nigga. He calls the other kids nigga. He calls himself nigga all the time. Nigga this, nigga that. Nigga, please. Bitch nigga. Nigga, have you lost your mind? Nigga, check that hoe. Nigga, you bullshitting. Break yourself, nigga. He says it so much, I don't even notice it anymore. Last week in lunch, Riley says to a classmate... Can a nigga borrow a french fry? And my first thought wasn't, oh my God, he said the word, uh, the N-word. It was, now how is a nigga going to borrow a fry? Nigga, is you going to give it back? I'm telling you, my inside voice didn't talk like that before he got in my class. Understand? I mean, for measure, for measure, everyone who has seen one of the greatest cartoons ever not only written but animated that was the fucking boondocks and if you just listen to it that's how much we used to say nigga hey nigga what's up nigga oh shit nigga what you doing nigga not a goddamn thing nigga all the motherfucking time that word has now been replaced with another word another word that i care not to use with other grown men but the fact of the matter is that language constantly changes. People constantly create these new vibes. That's the new thing right now. Vibes or waves. That was something. Uh, 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 trends. That's going to be forever. Whatever's trending. People create these new styles and ways to talk. And usually that style or new way of talking is quite offensive. To someone that came before you because, you know, the definition of that word is still the definition of that word. And even if you use it as slang, it does not subtract what exactly the definition of that word is. But still, these words are propped into our fucking, our, our culture and, and, and forced upon us. Like, okay, I can make an example. I remember when I was growing up, uh, uh. One word that has changed that you cannot say anymore is trans. You can't say trans. Like, man, I need to get my trans fixed. Let me get my transmission fixed. What's wrong with your car, the tranny? Like, you can't say trans or tranny because it has been, I wouldn't even say hijacked. It has been, uh, uh, it's evolved into an, an, an organism that is now alive. The word trans or tranny, it, it is now alive. You can't use it like that. There's another word that has changed so, so much in our vocabulary that it used to be only exclusive to how women speak to each other. But now it's much more exclusive on how guys talk to each other. I saw two guys get into a fight for calling each other. One guy, well, I saw one guy get his ass whooped. 
<laughs> I saw one guy get his ass whooped doing an interview with um, um, No Jumper, and uh, it was because he called another man a bitch. Now, some people find sounds and tone highly offensive, and it doesn't even matter what your tone is. It just matters what the sound is. I have an idea about why it is that our language is, consi- is consistently changing all of the time. And my idea is that where it is that our kids come from is constantly changing. And usually, most trends, most waves, most things that are vibing, they come from urban communities. Now, if we examine urban communities, we might, we might, if you take the time, we might just run into a man who can explain it to us exactly how it is that not only language in our culture changes, but the attitude towards each other has changed. Can you please, could you please just give me some information, brother? Story time. Over 30 years ago, during the height of mass incarceration, I was a third year college student who got fucked up on bullshit and ended up doing a gang of time. One day when I first started doing my time, an old man walked me around the track. And he taught me a few things, and among the things he taught me was in the form of a question, and this is what he asked me. You know why these motherfuckers up in here like this here, don't you? I said, well, yeah, murder. And he said, no, murder might have been a charge, but that ain't the reason why they up in here. I said, well, what's the reason? And he said, for having bitch-ass ways on the street. What? These big swole gang banged out the game motherfuckers from every gang set in the state of California. What the fuck you mean by that? And then he said, let me explain. 90-something percent of these dudes right here were raised by women. And as a result, they have female emotional tendencies. That don't make them gay, but it does make them dangerous. I said, what do you mean? And he said, because when you combine male masculinity with female emotional tendencies, you'll kill a motherfucker over how you feel. But you don't never kill a man over how you feel, because tomorrow you're not going to feel that way, but that motherfucker going to be just as dead, and you're going to be up in this camp looking at me. That's why when you get mad, the first thing you have to do is calm down and be quiet. And whatever you have to do after that, you do that shit calmly and quietly or not at all. But that's why these niggas is up in here. They not in here because they was in danger. They in here because they was in their fucking feelings. I'm telling you some good shit. Wow. Now I saw that. And I started doing a little addition. And everybody who knows me personally knows I suck at math. Okay, so yeah, I probably came up with the wrong equation, and of course, you know, it didn't, it didn't, the addition didn't add up. But I thought that that's something very, very, very observative from the guy who was already in the pen. Because, you know, a lot of people have the theory that you can learn a lot from a rich motherfucker, but you don't know how many dicks they had to suck to get rich. You know who you can learn a lot of shit from? A dummy. (laughs) That's who you could. There used to be a fucking commercial that said you can learn a lot of shit from a dummy. But now those dummies, the people who have who have uh, scraped their knuckles on the ground, the people who have taken the hardest punches to the chin are discredited for their experience in this thing that we've coined, this thing that we've termed called life, because they're not sitting in a position that you think 
or they thought that they were sitting in. That doesn't exclude their experience, not whatsoever. And from this man's experience, clearly running into that other brother who walked him around the yard and kind of filled him in on what it was that he was seeing in his existence, you know, about how guys who were raised with women are far more dangerous than guys who come from the nuclear family. And I'm going to put a pin in that because some people don't know what nuclear family is. I'm not talking about a family who walks up to the shopping mall and blows it up. I'm talking about the nuclear element, the element of man, woman, child. That is a balance of nature. Now, I'm going to take a pin out of that. Once you remove the masculinity and you leave in front of a child just femininity, there will be a slippery slope all the motherfucking time. And like I said before, if you look at our culture, who always say, yeah, bitch, nah, bitch. But then when you call a woman a bitch, she want to get crazy. Now, if you raise a young child in that environment where all he hears is bitch, 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 how is he going to talk to his friends? I don't know. I'm not that damn smart. Papa. Grandson, this is true. I am not that damn smart. Not at all. But at the same time, one thing that I do know is our surroundings do affect the way that we process information in the real world in real time. And if all of your surroundings, all you hear is bitch, 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 you know what you probably say? Bitch, 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 bitch. I started the show like an asshole, you know, because I am the shit. But I did not issue. One thing that is always definitely issued in all of my shows, and that is flowers to my mother Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you, baby, every single day until my last breath is left or until I meet death. I love you, mama. You know, I can, I will never stop doing that. I don't give a fuck what podcast you listen to. If I forgot to do it, when I go back through these motherfuckers, you'll see an addition on the podcast because I'm still looking for my mama. But now, now, as we get into more and more of this shit that it is that's popping all over, this marble that we have to share with each other, I constantly, constantly, fall backwards into a memory process of how I used to remember it used things used to be when I was just a little bit younger, about 10, 15 years ago. I'm a night owl. I was raised with my great-grandmother. Well, I, I used to kick it with my great-grandmother, who was a night owl, and she was a night owl because her job entailed her staying up all night, and she had worked there for so long that that had became her schedule. And when I had gotten into my teenage years, you couldn't tell me shit. I love staying up. So I love being awake at night. And at night, I found that, for me, it was the safest time to travel walking. And while walking throughout the streets, of course, you shouldn't walk on the sidewalks because sometimes dogs get out. You shouldn't walk on the sidewalks for the simple fact that it's just not safe. So I used to walk in the middle of the streets. And when I used to ride a bike, I used to ride a bike in the middle of the streets. And I never really had any problems in, in, in no area here in the Sacramento Valley. Not one problem in any of the neighborhoods that I lived in. 
But within the last 10, 12 years, the homeless problem here in Sacramento has become something shit unbearable. You can't fish at the American River anymore. Um, you got feces, you got fecal matter and all kinds of shit being tested in the water. You just don't know what the fuck it is that you might find when you leave your home on foot in the Sacramento Valley. Now, let me go ahead and enhance a couple of things for you. Imagine if you're a homeless person amongst the homeless people right now in Sacramento Valley. And then I want to go ahead and share this story with you. Here you go. Here it is. So last night, uh, a gentleman who lives in the, in the neighborhood there at, at the 2400 block of Zinfandel was riding an, an electric bike, keeping to himself just riding down the street. He was unprovoked, ambushed by a homeless individual, an adult male, who lives or, or is, frequents that park. He approached him in an ambush style, hit him in the head with a machete causing catastrophic damage to his skull and to his face. He continued riding. There were, he, he was stunned by it. He continued riding for just a short time, fell off of the bike. Now, this is fucking crazy. Now, a man was arrested in Rancho Cordova after seemingly, after a seemingly random machete attack. Now, the police officer just explained it to you in the, the, the most way that you could possibly explain some crazy shit. So let me go ahead and break this shit down for you motherfuckers in nigga language, okay? It was two motherfuckers riding a bike. One motherfucker was in his 60s. The other one was in his 40s. The guy in his 40s crept up on the other dude some kind of way. And clocked him on top of the head like a motherfucking coconut with a machete. And then just kept riding. He just kept doing his thing. The dude who got cracked in the head, the 62-year-old, he kept riding too. Probably out of shock. Possibly out of fear. But definitely out of confusion. Because he wasn't doing shit. He didn't even have words with this motherfucker. And the motherfucker just rolled up and right on top of his head. Banged him like a coconut. Made him leak out. That motherfucking red juice. Now, people are fucking crazy. And at this time of the year, I mean, if you, if, if you don't know, let me, let, me, let me educate you on something. The holiday season is a rough time for many motherfucking individuals. There is sometimes, well, not sometimes, every single year, there are people who don't eat turkey. Every single year, there are children who don't get presents. But yet and still, we all walk around like we all have the capability to do the most. Forgetting that some people are still struggling from paycheck to paycheck. Some people can't even, they ain't even living paycheck to paycheck. They get their paycheck broke. Food locker broke. So I'm not making an excuse at all for this demented, psychotic motherfucker who clocked, who clocked a senior citizen on the head and left him in grave condition. What I'm saying is this. Around these times of the year, please keep your head on the swivel. Use, bobble your head. Bob and weave. Do something. Because niggas is out here wilding. And I promise you, things are no better when you got everybody and their mama, including the homeless who has access 
to a motherfucking cell phone, and that cell phone has access to the motherfucking internet, and the internet is access to crazy, is, is, what is it, person-to-person crazy. That's exactly what the internet can do, is person-to-person crazy. So during this season, please, keep your motherfucking head on the swivel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. A couple of days off, man. I, I, I didn't like it. I, did, I didn't like it at all. Now, one thing that I say all the time is I don't want no problems with you little motherfuckers. Y'all little niggas, I don't know what it is that you little niggas is trying to prove out there. I don't know who it is that y'all niggas look up to. Truthfully, I don't care anymore. I know you don't love each other. Because you kill each other. I know you don't give a fuck about these bitches. Well, I didn't care too much about a lot of these hoes. I'm a professional slut maker. But, um, I digress. I don't know what it is that you niggas is trying to prove. I saw a nigga remove a tombstone from a grave and take it back to his block and then post the video online. Now, that's desecration. Number one of all. And I know there's some other charges in there. Like I said, I'm a motherfucking idiot. <laughs> My grandson calls me an idiot, too. Thank you very much, Malik. Go okay. <sighs> I'm almost done. But anyway, like I said, I don't know what it is these niggas is trying to prove. I really don't know. But I know. I know this. I know this. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I do know this. I saw some of the craziest shit that I've ever seen in my motherfucking life probably two days ago before I got sick. Now, you won't be able to see what it is that I'm about to play, but I want you to use your ears as best of your ability. Here we go. Every nigga, I'm really cut like that. Yeah, and I send them bitches back. You hear me? And I send them bitches back. Man, I don't really like that, man. Yeah, you got to know how to stand under that pressure, man. I ain't going to lie, this bitch started. I hurt like a motherfucker. Now, if you have not seen this little clip that's circulating around Instagram, this nigga right here is a gangster nigga. He is from G Unit, nigga. Real shit. Cause I'm I'm not a G. I'm gonna say that right now. I'm just a normal guy who makes a podcast, who's trying to raise his family. That's it. But this nigga right here, hey, this nigga right here. Wild as shit. Now let me play it again for you, and I'll break it down so you can use your imagination to try to see: Are you built from the same cloth as this nigga? Every nigga, I'm really cut like that. Yeah, and I send them bitches back. Yes. Well, he said that he's really built like that. The reason that he says that is because the man who is speaking has been shot in the motherfucking head he has a bullet it looks like that is lodged in between his eyebrows you know that space where your nose happens and then the other br- the, the the other eyebrow begins yeah like right in there you, where they put that dot at sometimes no disrespect i love everybody but right around that area right in that region there is a bulge coming out of this young man's head and there is blood that has leaked into his eyes and is now running into his mouth that has drenched his shirt. And you can see the streams of this blood constantly flowing down this man's neck. 
What the fuck? Um, brother, what else? Hear me? And I sent them with the bag, man. And when he says he sent them back for you people who don't understand that, that means this nigga was getting shot at. And then he started shooting back at niggas. He is the definition of a real nigga. Real, 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 real nigga. I don't really like that, man. Yeah, you got to know how to stand under that pressure, man. You have to know how to stand under pressure. I'm a flimsy person. I don't like pressure. I like things to be easy and, you know, just a whatever. I like that kind of shit. But for this guy to go live the way that he did is to sign to me that this is a great man. This is a great, great man. I mean, this kind of brush of death, I think it only happens once. Because, like, for me, for me, just my perspective, getting shot at, that's a brush of death. You know, almost getting hit by a car, that's a brush of death. You could almost, you know, fall off of some shit, like a, like a roof, that's a brush with death. But when people are trying to murder you and they shoot you, in your head and you survive my nigga i don't know if you believe in jesus i don't know if you ever heard of god i don't know if you jehovah maybe you need to understand mormon i don't know what it is but that right there is a sign that you might need to change a few things in your motherfucking life these niggas is literally trying to take your head off do you really want that much pressure in your life when there's already so much more pressure being applied to your existence, young brother. I pray for this young man. And truthfully, the only thing that I can hope is that he does have a recovery and an opportunity to change whatever the fuck it is that he got going on. Because to see young black men constantly getting killed, fucked up repeatedly over and over and over again, I'm not going to lie. It's getting to the fact, it's getting to the point to where I'm starting to get desensitized to my own culture being trampled, being murdered, and being extinguished. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of shit going on. Always a lot of shit going on. And I'm going to shift the narrative just a little bit because there were two stories I actually recorded. Um, on Wednesday, but I didn't have my equipment set up the right way, so there's none of the shit in the background. It just sounds like me screaming at somebody. But I'm not going to lean into those two stories first. I want to report this crazy shit to you right now about nature. And, of course, on Fridays, I throw a bunch of shit at you motherfuckers because I know you're trying to get out of work. I know you're trying not to focus on whatever dumb task it is that they got you doing today. But listen to this crazy shit. Now, I don't know, for reference, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, a family went to Disneyland. And if you know the story, you probably already finish it, finishing it. A few years ago, a family went to Disneyland and they told these, I don't know if they were Australian or some shit like that, these these people, they told these these uh, Australians or Netherlands people, some people, they weren't from America, I'm pretty sure. They told these motherfuckers to stay off the motherfucking Crocodile Beach. Stay off the Alligator Beach. But they didn't listen. No, not one bit. One of their kids got snatched by an alligator. They had to drain the lake 
and kill a bunch of alligators until uh, uh, they found the one that had killed the baby. And the, the alligator didn't even eat the baby. I think the alligator just drowned it. And I'm not saying just drowned it because it was cool. But we know that nature don't give a fuck about your birthday. We know that nature don't give a fuck about your anniversary. And nature sure in the fuck ain't worried about no quinceañeras. So when you come into contact with wild things like deer, bear, shit. They even got poisonous frogs out there. You got to be careful with shit. But once again, we circle right back around to these crazy-ass lizards with teeth. And it's being reported that a crocodile has beheaded and ate an eight-year-old kid right in front of his mom. My nigga. These motherfuckers, hey, alligators? And crocodiles are not to be fucked with. I have seen so many clips of how strong these motherfuckers is that I don't think that I'll ever swim in a lake like that until I know for a fact that crocodiles ain't in it. And I still might not get my scary ass in. But these motherfucking crocodiles, these motherfucking alligators... Nigga, I don't know what to tell you guys. I just want to let you know right now. If you live in one of those communities like Florida, that's where they really at. And in Florida, they ain't even scared of crocodiles. They hit the motherfuckers on the nose with frying pans and shit. Uh, uh, what I was saying was, damn, I forgot. Something about the crocodiles. Anyway, these motherfucking crocodiles, don't fuck with them. Leave them alone. Stay the fuck away from these goddamn lizards with teeth. They will fuck you up. You know, uh, oh, this is what I was saying. I have seen some videos where, 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 where alligators and crocodiles, they attack each other. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes on accident. There's a video that I think I've already covered on my podcast where it's two alligators just chilling. A big alligator. And a little guy. And the little guy is just chilling right there. And the big alligator just kind of, you could, like, his eye kind of looks over. And then he just snatches the little guy. and eats him whole. They don't give a fuck about your name. They don't give a fuck about your anniversary. They don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Nature is unforgiving. We like to say it's cruel. It's just unforgiving. I saw a video where they were getting ready to feed these lizards with teeth and they threw a chicken out and these dumbass motherfucking lizards just got to gnaw on left and right and left and right. And one of the lizards who was out there chilling with his homeboy grabbed his arm, snapped it off, and chewed it up. Now, I don't know. Maybe because I'm a human, I couldn't do no shit like that. And, and, and I don't even want to know what human tastes like. But I wonder, do alligators like the taste of alligators? Oh. All right, I'm about to get out of here. I got two, maybe three more stories, and, and I don't even know if I want to cover a couple of them because it's it's so, so wild. But let me go ahead and tell you about this crazy shit, this lady. Go ahead, lady. Tell them. I with eighth grade girls, and I asked them to tell me what their goals were. This one particular young lady said that she wanted to have two kids. So I said, so are you going to have a husband? And she said, nope. And I said, please tell me why you would choose in the eighth grade to have a goal of having two kids and not be married. She said, because if I'm married to him, 
I can't collect child support. And then she said, um, why should I marry a man that I have kids by? He might have issues or something. He might be on drugs. And I said, well, if he's too bad to be your husband, do you really think he's going to make a better father? With eighth grade girls. And wow. Now, for me, the idiot, the dumbass, you know, just the guy who, uh, uh. Does have that. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I'm a smart ass then. The smart ass who doesn't have any intelligence, not whatsoever. This kind of sounds like it links back into what I was talking about earlier. And it can also be safety pinned to the media because we see so many times that women, they hook up with very, very financially successful guys, financially stable individuals, and they stick around maybe five, six years, and you never see anything wrong. Never see anything in the headlines about this couple. Maybe because they're silent. Maybe because they don't want their business in the streets. But after five, maybe six years, she's unhappy. And she wants half. And if she doesn't get half, she wants alimony. But if she doesn't get alimony, and if she does get all of that, she wants child support. The bag is now the baby. So these young children have now understood these young ladies, some of them, have now gotten to a point to where they understand that all you need to do is spread your legs for the right nigga. Now, this ain't no new shit. When I was growing up, there were stories about how NBA players would go from city to city fucking all of these bitches. And they all, well, not all. Let me, let me, ooh, ooh, hold on. Not, not all of them. Not all of these motherfuckers wore condoms because there's a bunch of bad basketball babies that's running around out right now don't even know that their dad used to play for the NBA. But sometimes when these guys did wear condoms and they did fuck these hoes, they would take the condom off and leave. And these bitches would go to work. They would have a turkey baster on standby. they pop their legs in the air and get that baby batter inside of them real, real quick. Wait nine months, spit the baby out, present the DNA test, and once it came back, my nigga, that Friday that you had in that little bitty city in Colorado, nigga, now you got a junior. <laughs> and you ain't even signed the birth certificate. So what I, when I say all that, I'm saying this. This is now a new culture, the trap culture. And I'm not talking about hustling, but some bitches might call this hustling. But to me, this isn't hustling. This isn't selling dope. This isn't any of that. This right here is trapping a nigga because you want money. I think bitches need to wear jerseys if that's the game that they're playing. I truthfully do. If that's the game that you playing, right, if that means that, that I'm on the offense, no, no, you on the offense and I'm on the defense. I can't let you get to your goal because my goal's on the other side or some shit like that. I just got to watch out and tackle you before you get to my shit, bitch. And tackling you may mean fucking you and leaving you or whatever. But guys, be very, very, very careful. Some of these ladies that you will be coming into contact with, and I don't know who needed to hear this, or I don't know when this message may reach you, but be very, very careful because now the bag is a motherfucking baby. That's wild, man. A little eight-year-old girl talking about she want a baby daddy, not a husband. That, that's wild. I guess then she could, uh, well, I won't say that.
Last but not least, I'm going to check out with a terrible, terrible, terrible fucking story. And this story comes to you via the Virginia police. Now, I believe it's the Virginia police. Uh, 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 good day. It's, it, the story, it, it was shown on, L, on, on Good Day L.A. Anyway, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Could we please roll the last segment of the show? Killing new revelations in a triple murder in Riverside. The investigators say the suspect was a Virginia police officer who not only catfished a teenager, but killed her family. And today we are learning more about the suspect, the man behind the death and devastation. Take a look. He's been identified as 28-year-old from Virginia. A con man, say police, who duped a young girl online, a teenager, who thought she was communicating with another teenager, not an adult man. Now, Edwards, who police say worked for the state police in Virginia and a sheriff's department there, drove 2,600 miles across the country from Virginia to Riverside, where police say he murdered the teenage girl's family, her mother, Brooke Winnick, and her grandparents, Mark, a beloved high school coach, and Sherry Winnick. And after killing them, set their home on fire, kidnapping the teenager thought to be only 16. About two hours later, the pair was spotted in San Bernardino County, where SWAT officers surrounded them, and there was a shootout. Now, the young girl managed to get out of the car safely. Meanwhile, the suspect was killed by police. The coroner, bringing it back here live, the coroner has not yet relieved, released how the family died, but it, buzz, it does appear they were bound. They were tied up uh, before they were murdered. Wow. My condolences go out to everyone involved in that tragedy, first and foremost. Secondly, I have to replay this because there are so many different hidden elements to this story that they just breeze, breeze past for the simple fact that they have to create a story that also fits into soundbite format. Now, let's go. Killing new revelations in a triple murder in Riverside. The investigators say the suspect was a Virginia police officer. Now, this is chilling. This is chilling right now. Now, now this is a cop who did this triple murder and then uh, uh, suicide by a cop. Who not only catfished a teenager, but killed her family. And now, listen to that. He catfished so that should let you know right now that this guy is not comfortable in his own motherfucking skin, okay? Today we are learning more about the suspect, the man behind the death and devastation. Take a look. He's been identified as 28-year-old from Virginia. Now, I didn't play his name, and I do not want to play his name. I do not give any of these fuckboys any glory on my podcast. Um... Yeah, none of that. I, I try to edit their names out. So if you noticed that the first time, I did that intentionally. A con man, say police, who duped a young girl online. Now, a con man said police, who duped a young girl online. But first, before we move any further into any other statement, wouldn't it be a con man who not only duped police, but also duped a young child online because in order for him to do this he had to trick the police right a teenager who thought she was communicating with another teenager not an adult man 
for 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 a lot of these things to happen in our society, I have come to the conclusion that she probably thought that she was talking to a teenager because that is how his brain responds to certain things. The actions that this guy eventually ends up doing, what he carries out, is something that a teenager would think about or dream about or even do if they had the nuts or opportunity. Now, Edwards, who police say worked for the state police in Virginia and a sheriff's department there, drove 2,600 miles across the country from Virginia to Riverside. where 2,600 miles, which means this guy had multiple exit opportunities from this plan that it is that he obviously already had. Right. This is all his plan. Right. Police say he murdered the teenage girl's family, her mother, Brooke Winnick, and her grandparents, Mark, a beloved high school coach, and Sherry Winnick. And after killing them, set their home on fire, kidnapping the teenager thought to be only 16. Now, we've got to this this part of the story. This is where I kind of falter. Because. You know, um. This guy shows up, right? Now, she thinks that she's talking to a teenager, but a grown man shows up to her house. Why didn't she alert anyone? Then, this guy gets inside of the house. I mean, he's inside of the house. I, I, I hate to be so inquisitive or, or wanting to know much more about exactly how this all went down, but from the way it is that I'm looking at this, she could be an accessory to all of these things because, you know, on one report it says that he got where she lived at, that all of that information, he obtained that from the police department or through one of the, one of the devices provided by the police department. I mean, there's so many things right here, but back to her. It is completely within the realm of reality that she set this up. And I'm not saying that I have knowledge that she did. I'm not even saying that I know that she did or, or, or I'm thinking that she did. But it is something that needs to be examined because the way that the cookie crumbles and how all the chips fall, she is the one. To me, who's winning? I mean, she, had, she met this guy online, right? It sounds like she was going to run away, right? This guy shows up. It's not who she thought it was going to be. But still, she lets him in the house. Somebody let this motherfucker in the house. Then, as the reporter reports at the end of this segment, they were bound. And then they were killed. Who's to say that she didn't do that? We don't know. Because the house was set on fire to hide the way that the family died. And then... They were spotted hours away from the scene of the crime together. She has not tried to stop anybody for help after witnessing her own mother, her own grandparents murdered. She's not reaching out for help. Okay, I, I digress. I digress. About two hours later, the pair was spotted in San Bernardino County where SWAT officers surrounded them and there was a shootout. Now, the young girl managed to get out of the car safely. And see, she got out of every single situation safely. She met a guy online. 
had this guy come to her house. It's supposed to be a teenager. Come to her house. I, I, like I said, I think they were going to run away. But then she saw an opportunity to eliminate the establishment that controlled her life because these kids hate to be told what to do. I mean, you can tell them motherfucker brush their teeth. They got an attitude. But she completely erased the top tier of her family. And, and I'm not saying that she did it. But if we play devil's advocate a little bit, this shit sounds really, really fucked up. She walked away unscathed. And I'm glad that she did if she didn't have anything to do with this shit. But there are some questions that need to be answered. And if no one will ask these questions, I guess I would. Meanwhile, the suspect was killed by police. The coroner bringing it back here live. The coroner has not yet relieved, released how the family died, but it, buzz, it does appear they were bound. They were tied up uh, before they were murdered. Wow, man. My condolences go to anyone involved in that situation. And I pray that that young lady didn't have anything to do with the demise, with the demise of her own grandparents and mother. I swear, this, this world, it, it's, 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 it's a world, isn't it? It's, it's definitely a world. Now, I said that was the last story, right? But then, then, I ran across some of the stupidest shit ever. Now, there was this one uh, comedian. Um, and I forgot. It was probably on Def Jam, I think. This comedian said, uh, there's still women out there talking about they don't suck dick. Now, I have not heard this shit and I don't know how long, but I guess people who don't have the content to contend have to talk about shit that ain't got nothing to do with shit. Now, listen. People out there that don't suck dick? Yes. yes. Yeah, you have some women that feel like... You have people that won't do doggy stuff. Exactly. Now, I'm going to just say this, okay? This is terrible audio for that clip. Just terrible audio. But um, if you talking to a girl and she's trying to establish with you that she don't suck dick and you want your dick sucked, why are you talking to that girl? Why are you wasting your time? You know you only live once. Why in the fuck is people having a round table discussion on bitches who don't suck dick? And if a bitch don't want to suck your dick, just like it was said in this clip, she's sucking somebody's dick. That is a part of adult sex, okay? You suck dick, you eat pussy, okay? It is now evolved to eating the booty like groceries. What the fuck is going on to where we, not me, but we as culture, we as people even have this kind of content discussion when we have so many more things to accomplish right now. If a bitch don't suck dick, fuck her. If a nigga don't eat pussy, fuck him. That's to each its own. But with all of the things in our communities that it is that we need to be addressing, sucking dick ain't one of them. I just wanted to put that shit the fuck up out of there. Step your content game up, yo. But anyway, this is Justice. And this is a Justice and the Peace podcast. And you guys already know around this time, I usually kick you the fuck out. Tell you, I hope the door hits you where the good Lord split you. I love you, but fuck you. Yeah, do all that shit. All of that shit still stands. But I'm going to leave you with a new little music clip. A brand new little thing, because at the end of this month, season five begins. 
And I want to report to you right now that I am in the top 10% of content contributors worldwide. And I didn't make that up. Spotify gave me that number. Last year, I locked in over 4,000 minutes of content. So if you don't have anything to do on your breaks, and I mean your Christmas break, your New Year's break, or if you're working out and you want to hear me spaz out a little bit, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Go ahead, hit that like button. Go ahead and make sure that you keep the notifications online because if you thought this year was packed full of content, if you thought this was content, oh, my God, I got some shit for you niggas next year. But anyway, this is Justice, and this is another Justice and the Peace podcast. Thank you for motherfucking listening. Whatever it is that you got to do, man, to get through, as long as you don't hurt nobody in the process, you good with me. Peace.